Okay, the Ramban addresses after, uh, after Hashem tells Moshe the great news of the redemption that's coming, and Moshe repeats it to the Jewish people, and the Torah says they can't listen to him because of the They're so overworked, so short of breath, they can't even hear the good news. Hashem then says, Go now speak to Paro. Okay, the Jewish people, they're overworked. Go speak to Paro, and he'll send the Jewish people out. And Moshe responds, but if I spoke this news to the Jewish people and they didn't listen to me, how will Paro listen? And I have a sealed lips. I can't, I can't speak well. There are a couple of comments here on this dialogue, this exchange. Firstly, just very quickly, the Ramban notes that phrase that I began with that probably nobody paid attention to because we hear it over 70 times throughout the Chumash, this is actually the first time that we ever come across that phrase, and the Mepharshim all address what's with the double language, spoke, saying, what does this, such a common possible, what does it mean that Hashem spoke to Moshe saying? So the Ramban quotes from the Mepharshim, he doesn't even quote who they are, just the commentators say, something which is very well known, and the Ramban points out, is completely incorrect. And that is, many translate this as a permission to then say it over to someone else. That whenever we find that phrase, Vayidaber Hashem Moshe, it's Hashem is speaking to Moshe, Lamor, telling Moshe, you now go and say this over to the Jewish people. Or in this case, go say this to Paro. But it's a permission, not just to receive a prophecy, a nevuah, a message, to then say it over to someone else. And the Ramban says, even though that's a common explanation for that phrase, it's actually incorrect, and he brings numerous examples throughout the Chumash, where we find this language, for example, Lavan says this to Yaakov, Emosh Omar Eli Lemor, Hashem came to me last night saying, don't touch Yaakov. And that wasn't a command for Lavan to say that to anyone else. Or the Jewish people complained to Moshe, Vayomru b'nei Yisrael Moshe Lemor, Hein Govanu, we're all going to die here in the desert. Neither of those examples are where he, they're giving him permission, but yet we still see that double language of Lemor. So Ramban points out that the language of that is a birur ha'inyan, in the same way as we find many examples in the Chumash of a double language, anei ta'anei, if you shall cry out, or tsauk yitzak, I, um, if you will cry out, or I will surely hear, shamoya eshma, those double languages are pure, total clarity. So too is Vayidaber Lemor is like a double language of Anei Ta'anei, Shamoya Tishma. Hashem spoke with total clarity to Moshe. It wasn't in a riddle. It wasn't in a dream. It was, this is the deal to the point, exactly what I'm telling you. And this is what you need to know. Sometimes it's to tell somebody else. Sometimes it's not. But it's a language of clarity. And then the Rabban says, and that's what we find, for example, when Lavan says, Hashem came to me saying, don't touch Yaakov, that wasn't a veiled rebuke, a veiled threat. Hashem came to me last night and said with clarity, don't you dare touch my Yaakov. And similarly, when the Jewish people say, Vayomru el Moshe leimor hein gavanu, you took us out here to die? It's a language of rebuke to the Jewish people. They came to Moshe with these types of complaints. It was explicit. It was with audacity. They weren't like beating around the bush saying to Moshe, why did you bring us here? No, they said clearly, why did you take us here? We're all going to die. And that's just a language of clarity. 
in regards to the actual dialogue, the Ramban is a very uh, fascinating two understandings. We have here where Moshe says, listen, the Jewish people didn't listen to me. Why should Paro? And then he adds, and I have a sealed lips. The Ramban gives two explanations as to how to understand that last phrase. Where does that fit in? And I have sealed lips. Um, and the two explanations are fundamentally different in understanding what is Moshe saying here to Hashem when he says, I can't go before Paro, it's not going to work. In the first explanation that the Ramban gives, that phrase of Vani Aral Sifasayim is a totally separate complaint. First, Moshe says, listen, Bnei Yisrael didn't listen to me. How could Paro? And the, why is that an argument that just because Bnei Yisrael didn't listen, they didn't listen because they're overworked. What does it have to do with Paro not listening? So Ramban says, Moshe had a, had a taina, complaint against Hashem. Lo asita lahem. You didn't make it that my word should be able to be heard by them. You gave me this nevuah, but you didn't create a circumstance where they could listen. So if you didn't create a circumstance where the Jewish people will listen, how is Paro going to listen? What kind of circumstance are we going to have that he is that all going to listen? And then totally separate, Vod. It's not even appropriate for me to go to Paro. It's unbecoming of me and it's unsuitable for him that I should stand before him in this position. So you haven't given me the tools to succeed to Bnei Yisrael. Why should I think I'll have the tools to succeed before Paro? And it's not even appropriate for me to speak to Paro. That's Ramban's first approach. His second approach is that the Ani Aral Svasayim, I am of sealed lips, is the reason why he's saying this isn't going to work. It didn't work to the Jewish people because I've sealed lips. I couldn't speak to them appropriately. I couldn't speak to them favorable words, words of comfort. And say, I don't speak well. And look, I couldn't speak well before the Jewish people, so I'm not going to be able to speak well before Paro. It won't be effective. Now, these two explanations, they sound somewhat similar, they're completely different. In the first explanation, Moshe is putting the blame, so to speak, for his inability to succeed with the Jewish people on Hashem and saying, you didn't give me the circumstances to succeed and it's inappropriate for me to speak. I'm an Aral Svasayim. How is this possibly going to work for Paro? Second explanation, Moshe is putting it on his head and saying, because... I'm unqualified. I wasn't able to do the job with the Jewish people. I don't have the lips to be able to give them the type of words that they need. So then how am I possibly going to have the words to speak to Paro? He's putting the blame on himself and saying, I'm not qualified to be able to do this. Two different understandings, but that is what, uh, how the Ramban understands this response of, uh, this response of Moshe to say, uh, and how is Paro going to Muslim? Nonetheless, Hashem sends him in, and of course the rest of the story will continue with as we go along.